Welcome back to Conspiratorial Conspiring. This is Ryan, and today we've got Lindsay Sharman from the Rogue Ways Podcast. Hey, how are you doing, Lindsay? Very good, Ryan. Thanks for having me here today. It's it's exciting. I'm really excited to talk to you because you're a firecracker just like me. Like I'm <laughs> I wanted to start a podcast because I wanted to I, I wanted to bring the passion. So, like, I love listening to Sam Tripoli and just people who fucking brain it. And, like, <laughs> you get on people's asses. Like, all pedophiles should be thrown in a meat grinder. Like, some <laughs> shit like that. And I'm just like, that's hilarious. But right now it is a perfect time to have you on because we just had the mandates yesterday. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. you know, companies over 100 people now have to by law mandate the vaccine to their employees or else they face a $14,000 penalty. I don't know. It said per violation, but I don't know if that's per week, per per day. But uh, yeah, what, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, mandates aren't laws. We have laws and we have rights and uh, you can't do any of all of that is illegal. It's unconstitutional. If you take it to car, it should be thrown out immediately. Not that I trust in our court systems, or I think people should necessarily trust in that. But there's just one level of understanding to have right away. They're doing as much as they can to manipulate, coerce and get people to accept this and choose to do it for a reason. And that's because uh, you have to choose to do it in their stupid karmic shit that they you know, play games with trying to make us all do things to ourselves, accept things that we don't have to accept, etc. So that's the first level to understand. The next level to understand is, you know, people are like, well, we need to get out in the streets and we need to start like ripping shit down and burning things up and like whatever. And I'm like, why? Why would want. that? Why would that help? Yeah, that's what they want. Who are you going to go shoot? What are you going to go burn down? And how is that going to help anything? And, th and then people are like, well, what, what else should we do? Like, we should go camp in front of the Capitol. And I'm like, we did that. We called it Occupy. And they tore that apart, too. None of these things are effective. And, and there's a very simple solution to all of it. And I don't know why people can't accept it. It's so simple, maybe, that they think it can't work. But it's worked every time anyone's ever done it. And it's simple, just noncompliance. Just don't do it. Just if you own a business, go, no, I'm not doing that. You know, like people are like, well, then they're going to find me. Well, on what authority and when, how could they possibly make you pay? And do you have a chip in your arm right now that is connected to your bank account that they control? No, still you're somewhat free. So no, you don't have to do that either. It's just people get wrapped up in this and they give these people authority that these people don't have. They don't have the authority to do this. They don't have the authority to make us do it. And I'm sure Google will comply and all the idiots who work there. Sorry if you work there and you're not an idiot. Uh, <laughs> it's probably not likely, but it could happen. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, there's already lots of people, business owners and, and corporate people who have come out and said, no, we're not doing this. It's unconstitutional. It's illegal. We're not going to do illegal things. You know, if uh, an unjust... Uh, supposed authority figure tells you to do something illegal. Do you do it? I don't. I do exactly what I think is right and good, no matter who is telling me to do or not do anything. And this is no different. So it's a bunch of um, shadow play and puppetry, you know, meant to make us 
choose something that we don't have to choose if we just continue to do what we've always done, or at least that I've always done, which is whatever I want. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> you and Max Egan actually make a really good point um, in regards to like some of the things that we're seeing on videos where police are like assaulting people in the middle of the street or like in Australia, people are being dragged by their hair and like all these kinds of crazy things. It's like, who's filming that? Yeah. Like, if that were me, I'm jumping in, dude. I don't care like what happens after that. I'm going in. That's if, like you. I think you were just making this on a recent podcast I was listening to of yours where it's like, who the fuck is taking a video of this person assaulting a child? Or no, it was yeah. it was a. It was an Asian child being spit on was the claim. Like, who even knows if that happened? And you're just like, for one, who knows about this and just let it happen? Yeah. And and that's like my my idea. I, if you're watching this, why are you videotaping and why are you not getting involved? Like, that was a whole George Floyd thing. Like, the, the chick was standing there, stop, stop. <laughs> it's like, dude, get in there. Yeah, like you're not being effective right now. And I mean, I have a little caveat because I'm like, yeah, sometimes we need those films. And so maybe someone should film whatever. I don't know. But exactly. Like, why is no one doing anything? We have this really weird psychological impulse in in our human brains and psyches where we tell ourselves if nobody's doing anything, no one should do anything. And if someone's doing something, we should do something. And we have this level of groupthink that's like unquestioned. We don't even think about it. It's just something we do. So if everybody's wearing a mask, like it's going to in our mind be like, you should be wearing a mask. Everybody's wearing a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. If nobody's wearing a mask, you'd be like, why, why am I wearing a mask? Maybe I should take my mask off. So we have this no matter what, so because nobody's interceding in those moments, no one's interceding in those moments. But if one motherfucker was like, I'm going to try to do something to stop that. I'm going to try to stop that child from being ripped away from that father. I'm going to try to stop that woman from being dragged by her hair. I'm going to try to stop this poor little Asian child from being spit on if that ever happened or whatever it might be. Then everybody actually is like, oh, maybe I should actually try to help too. Whatever way I can, maybe I should too. So it really, if you're out there hearing this and listening to this, you're the person who has to do something. Well, and it's the nurses, break the right? Spell. <clears throat> I mean, the nurses are the ones leaving the hospitals in droves. Um, you know, they're talking about a nursing shortage. It's like nurses are too scared to work because of Delta. I'm like, bullshit. They just don't want to work because they're being forced to take vaccines. I know uh, here over in Houston, they were, they said, all right, uh, in this hospital, like the main Houston hospital, Everybody has to be vaccinated, like mandated. 170 nurses walked out the front door. Woo! And it's like, that's badass, man. And we need more shit like that. And so it's like the, the frontline workers, and I saw a meme, it's like, you know, they were heroes in 2020, and now they're pieces of shit scum yeah. because they're not taking the experimental gene therapy. And that's how quickly people's minds can be changed by media when they're not thinking and when they're just reacting with emotion is they can be there literally banging pots or whatever was going on last year, like at a certain time of day, like a weird cult for nurses and celebrating nurses and oh, they're so heroic. And then as soon as they're told to, okay, now I hate nurses. Now, I, now I'm going to attack nurses and these people are the worst. Well, like, let's step back a second. This is actually exactly what we were just talking about. Those nurses are doing it. They're just not complying. They're not fighting anyone. They're not shooting anyone. They're not burning the hospital down. They're just saying, no, I'm not going to take, take your vaccine. And if you're telling me as my employer that I'm not employed if I don't take it, 
I guess. Bye. Bye bye. Like that's that's non-compliance at its finest. And the cool thing about it is it exerts so much pressure on all these people to reconsider. Like, should I perhaps not require this? Maybe it's not ethical. Maybe I need a workforce. Unfortunately, it's being met, apparently, I'm told, by the some military arm or another is going to step in and like be nurses at these places that are now severely understaffed. But I also heard that up to maybe beyond and more than 60% of military personnel are also refusing to take this, which actually blows my mind more than the nurses refusing. Because in the military, it's kind of a standing understanding that you're going to get injected with all kinds of crazy things and that you don't have a choice about it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of really impressed with that, if that's true. Uh, and I definitely celebrate that. But it'll be interesting to see, like, do we even have a military anymore? <laughs> that has and, its own. You know, one of the, I think I first heard of the graphene oxide potentially being in the vaccines from your show. I mean, I think you were one of the first people talking about it and then you know later it was confirmed i was listening to union of the unwanted and it was either dr kendra baker or you know one of the other women doctors and they were like yeah you know we've we've ordered shots to our lab and you know there's definitely some kind of uh mechanism in there where they're collecting like they're coagulating and i'm just like oh my god so I, I'm just like, bro, if that's what's actually in the vaccines and then, you know, who cares about Neuralink anymore? They got the fucking graphene oxide in you. And yep. so, I mean, what, what do you think is is going on with the vaccine? Because today I was listening to this guy, Kyle Kalinske. He's a guy on the left. He runs a liberal talk show host called Secular Talk. And I hate this when when I feel like maybe you know sometimes i've been duped but you know he was just like obviously the vaccine works and these people are just are just you know fringe uh, right-wing conspiracy theorists and you know they've just been led astray and i have sympathy for him he's like i've been led astray so these people are just way wrong on a super important issue and i'm not in favor of mandates but i'm in favor of soft mandates where you can't work or you can't shop you know just to nudge them in the right direction i'm like bro i'm like that's a mandate yeah that's coercion and it's wrong the final line has to be, you know, I was talking to a, a, a vaccine lover the other day, which I didn't expect to be talking to, but we were just in the same place at the same time. And we had to be friendly together because we were going to be in the same place for many, many more hours and, and a few days. And she was saying, well, it's just crazy. These people who don't want this vaccine are um, convinced that it's got a microchip in it that's going to mind control them. And I was like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, you haven't heard that. I was like, oh, no, I heard it. But is that what you genuinely believe? anyone who doesn't want the vaccine is doing she's like yeah i mean why else wouldn't you want it i was like well first of all there's religious reasons there's ethical reasons there's moral reasons there's aborted fetal tissues in most of these there's animal tissues in most of these if you're a vegan that's not cool there's all kinds of reasons why someone might not want an injection in them besides the fact that it's experimental but most importantly who cares what the reason is it doesn't matter what the reason is if they don't want it they don't want it. And it's nobody's right ever to force a medication in anybody's body. It doesn't matter why. That is a hard line that humans should have with one another. Like, that's all that you should think about. 
who cares why? And she was like, um, I mean, it's really dangerous, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept saying, you can't force things into someone's body. They consider that as a woman. Don't you agree? <laughs> she finally was like, um, maybe, I mean, I guess, but also I wish everyone would. I'm like, then leave it at that. You guess that they don't have to, but you wish they would. That's enough, right? <laughs> just leave it there. But to go back to what's actually going on with these vaccines, uh, there's a military uh, presentation at West Point, and Max Egan's actually the one that uh, tipped me off to this uh, video, and I've linked to it many times. I think it's in one of my YouTube playlists called Crazy Shit. If anybody wants to go to the Rogueways YouTube channel and look through that playlist to find it, I can't remember otherwise, you know, who it was or how to find it. But this very learned man is lecturing these West Point. West Point is like the highest end, right? This is our highest, like, academic, astute, intelligent, um, military indoctrination. Uh, and so he's, this is years ago. This lecture itself was, I think, in 2018. Uh, so the technologies he's describing and talking to his uh, class about are from prior to that and have long been tested since before then. So we can see how old this technology is. And he's talking at one point about injecting mRNA into people. And the mRNA then goes about creating certain proteins. And then those proteins are used to create certain areas of your body where they can then use graphene oxide to send and receive messages via um, electromagnetic frequencies. So we can understand that as possibly 5G or the ones we already have en masse to control literally their mind. And by that, he goes on to elaborate. We can remove memories entirely. We can update them. We can make them think they've experienced something they haven't, and we can give them beliefs, feelings, emotions, and ideas that we would like them to have. That's from 2018. Yeah, and now, that was a Neuralink commercial. Uh, th there was this one woman, she was uh, you know, on the Neuralink team, and she was saying about how that uh, hate speech is becoming a really big problem, and wouldn't it be wonderful if we lived in a world where a bunch of people had Neuralink and it wasn't even a choice to even speak hatefully. You, everyone would just be able to choose from nice, loving, kind words to each other. I'm just like, oh my fucking God, how sinister. These people have no no compunction about controlling other people. And they, and they always say, this is for your own benefit. And it's just like an abusive abuser will say like, oh, this hurts me more than it hurts you, but I got to do it. It's like, no, this is for your gratification. And this is so that the, you could be more narcissistic and psychopathic and control your entire external reality, which is never going to be rational or good. It's never going to be right. It's never going to honor the fact that we are all free, independent, sovereign souls. And it's absolutely horrible. There's another one where a woman's saying, or no, it was a guy. I think it was a guy. And it was at one of those, like, it was either the World Economic Forum or maybe a Davos thing. I don't know. One of these stupid fucking places where they all meet and talk about their evil plans. Um, and this guy's saying, you know, it's a real big problem that people eat meat. And we've been trying so hard to get people to switch to things like soy and like plant-based and like bugs, uh, and, <laughs> which is so sick. And I don't care. Eat bugs if you want, but like, come on, you cannot force people to. Anyway, we just haven't had as much success as we wish we had. And so, you know, what's really cool is there's ways to make people not want me. We can infect them. Just like there's actually um, some ticks that can infect people with this thing. And he's like, we can manipulate that, genetically modify it, and infect people with this thing that makes them hate the taste of meat. That's hate some Lyme disease. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly what you're saying. Some people who get Lyme disease, 
they end up hating red meat or like any kind of meat. I think some of them can actually eat fish or something like that. But, you know, like chicken and red meat, they can't even stomach it. They'll puke it up as soon as they eat it. That's so crazy. So this guy's like, yeah, let's just infect the world. And now we don't have eat meat meat eaters. And then we'll save the world from climate change, which I guess he doesn't know doesn't exist. Um, That's how evil they are. They would willingly infect the entire human population with this thing against their will to force them to not eat certain foods. Like, man, how psychopathic do you have to be to care what I eat? You piece of shit. Yeah. And it's insane. uh, I was, I was looking at, um, what podcast was it? I think I want to say it was like the higher side chats or something like that. And this guy was detailing about how in the Korean war or the Vietnamese war, we were uh, flying over and no, it was Cuba. We were flying over Cuba and dumping bags of ticks all over, just uh. emptying bags. And I always thought to myself, who is the motherfucker <laughs> holding up the bag of ticks and shaking it up? Like, dude, what are you doing? Dude, who's the motherfucker who's like, you know what we need? And then went about designing the program to like breed and harvest and keep that many ticks alive and get them in the bag and like all the fucking <laughs> logistics to get that to happen. That's an evil motherfucker. Must have had a whole tick farm. So, I mean, think about it. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, People are I mean, insane. It just it keeps on going further and further. And if you look at what the main virologists that are going on, like Dale Bigtree and stuff like that, what they're all saying is even if you don't want to go the graphene oxide route or you know anything like that, then you at least got to acknowledge antibody-dependent enhancement, which has been shown in like every single mRNA vaccine trial that they've run on animals. You know, the animals always respond well at first, and then later on they get the antibody-dependent enhancement and some foreign... And you know what? I, I don't believe in germ theory. Or I should say, I don't have evidence to prove that germ theory is correct. I, I believe right. in terrain theory. Um, but that's after a lot of research. And, you know, it sounds crazy to most people who would just hear it uh, off the cuff like that. But, you know, whatever it was, the antibody-dependent enhancement, you know, the standard model says that the the rats produced, uh, their body only produced these spike proteins that the mRNA was showing them how to, and then they were susceptible to a whole host of other diseases, which is why now you're seeing uh, with the Delta variant, that most of the people in the ICUs are vaccinated. And they're saying, oh, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated are doing just fine. Let me tell you, I've been healthy as a horse this entire time, never wearing a mask, never taking any vaccines, none of that bullshit. And I've been completely fine. So, I mean, you can take the vaccine and shove it up your ass because I'm not getting the antibody-dependent enhancement, which is probably going to be like starting the forever booster shots. And then the endless variants. Absolutely. Yeah, and people could very easily look at all of this in scientific documentation, both before any of this started and into it starting and now. Um, But people often ask me, like, well, where do you get your information? And how do you know that these people in the hospitals are all vaccinated? I'm like, from the people who are supposedly giving you your information, too, from our actual politicians and health experts and like the people who work at hospitals and the scientists all the same people you say you're listening to and following but you're not you're actually just following cnn who told you that they're telling you what those people are saying but they're not if you actually went to what those people are saying that's what they're saying all of them 
all around the world. Israel is the most striking example, but we can go anywhere and see the exact same thing. We have higher number of case levels, supposedly. We have higher level of hospitalizations, and we have higher level of deaths from people who are vaccinated. This was true before any of this started, though, too. My my Some of my family members are nurses, and they're very attached to vaccines. And, and one of them so bravely asked me once why I don't get vaccines, like the flu vaccine each year or whatever. And I explained, you know, well, when we have these outbreaks of things, it just so happens that 100% of the people who have the thing are vaccinated. And there's just one small reason. I could go off for hours and hours. I could give you lists of documentation that go back for 30 or 40 or more years. But just that is a good enough example recently. And they won't even believe me. They're like, no, no. These like, what was one of them? Like a measles outbreak, you know, within the past four years or something at some school. They're like, she was like, oh, no, this measles outbreak, that was all unvaccinated. And I was like, no. And she's like, well, it was started by an unvaccinated kid. I'm like, no, not one single kid at this school. So then the had... vaccine was useless anyway, by her logic. Yeah. The vaccine probably gave it to them, but it, it yeah, was at yeah, the yeah. very least it was useless. You're right. Uh -huh. it, and then probably gave it to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, so why would I get it anyway? Every year with the flu, we see 10% sometimes or less, uh, you know, actual effectiveness according to their own standards, which are already flawed and meant to make it look better than it is. Like, there's just no reason to take it. But people can't even look at their own stated preferred sources and think about the data that they're getting. They can only basically repeat the indoctrination that they've gotten from the talkie box. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and at a Christmas party, you know, my family has a yearly Christmas party. And, um, you know, for my Secret Santa, my sister had gotten me, and she got me a book off my Amazon wish list, which was uh, Operation Paperclip by Annie Jacobson. Um, and she's great. Um, but... So, you know, obviously there's a huge swastika on the cover of the book. And so my cousins are like, uh, <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 it's about the, like, this operation by the U.S. government, bring Nazis in, yada, yada. And they're like, oh, you're into conspiracies? What about JFK? I'm just like, oh, okay, what? like, yeah, yeah, JFK <laughs> didn't happen, fuck, or like it happened, but it's convoluted and the moon landing, yada, yada. But, and then they're just like, well, what's, what's something like more controversial? And I was like, well, you're about to have kids. You should look into the vaccine question. And it was just like I announced that I was a Holocaust denier or something yeah, like that. Just stab him. Yeah, yeah, it. And it was just like, oh, my cousin is an anti-vaxxer. I, like, I haven't said anything about anti-vax, although I do say I'm an anti-vaxxer. And, you know, some people in the truth community, they mealy mouth around. It's like, well, I'm not anti-vax. I'm just, you know, pro-informed consent. I'm like, no, I'm fucking anti-vax, dude. Anti -vax, I don't want, yeah. yeah, I don't want any of that bullshit. I don't want heavy metals. I don't want, you know, dead viruses, dead babies, none of it. I don't, I'm anti-vax always. And it's I am like, well, a, vi a vitamin C in uh, injection is a vaccine. I'm just like, why are we playing with semantics? We know good goddamn well what a vaccine is. Yeah, and why do you have to always fucking try and, you know, talk us out of it? Why can't you just accept we don't want it and move on with your life? Like, it doesn't affect you. The weird idea that it does is insane. There's no logic behind it. It's proven false. It's just not. It does not. There is no sense of a vaccine where an unvaccinated person could get you sick doesn't even make sense if the vaccine does what it's supposed to do and yeah why do you have to ever somebody was like oh it's like it's like people arguing against wearing seatbelts. i'm like well first of all people did 
because it's your right to like not protect yourself if you want to. And they were trying to keep us keep that right. Uh, and so that happened. That's a real thing. Um, and second of all, how is it similar at all? Like one is a physical restraint for you, like choosing to go like 80 miles an hour down a road. And that's a very different thing from choosing to just walk and breathe. <laughs> like they're not very similar, actually. Just the general idea that like you're keeping yourself safe, I guess, is similar. And in that sense, I actually agree. You shouldn't have to do either. You should do whatever the fuck you want to your own body. I don't know how people try to bring up like, yeah, but if you're not wearing your seatbelt, you're endangering others. I'm like, you are? Like how? How? Yeah. Tell me how. Like none of their none of their arguments ever make sense, and it's sad. It's sad that we're this emotional about it that you can say to someone, yeah, I don't think you should get this vaccine or I think you should look into it at least. And they just respond with like shock and horror. I remember, I believe it was like maybe two years, but at least the year before any of this began, a lot of us were looking at and seeing this trend in the rise in, um, you know, indoctrination and messaging about condemning people who questioned or didn't take vaccines like that was on the rise before this ever started. And so we kind of all knew, well, they're going to do something where they're going to tell us all we have to take some vaccine and we're going to be the enemies and they're already priming people for it. Um, we can see that all throughout history. They're always ahead of themselves. They're always like putting in the keys and like, you know, the little nuggets along the way and trying to push people a certain direction. And then they drop their bullshit and people are already ready to respond so we saw this coming and this anti-vax label is one that I don't like, but I, at the same time, I agree with you. I absolutely am against vaccines for myself. I don't care if someone else wants to put that in their body, go for it, dude. You can put whatever you want in your body. It's none of my business. hundred uh, percent. I mean, do what you want to do. Uh, I have no problem with you picking to put an experimental gene therapy inside your body and then you can never get it out. I mean, if you... If you know all the risks, then go the fuck ahead. But, you know, what's really scary is that a lot of people who just don't know any better are that wouldn't have gotten it otherwise are getting it just for, like, their family's sake. Like, my buddy was telling me about how his dad was like, I'm not getting it. I don't want it. And then his family pressured him into it. It's like, come on. It's for the family. And it's like, it's so you can see your grandkids. And he's like, fine, you know, dragging his feet and shuffling and go, went and got it. And uh, my my girlfriend's coworker has, like, her father is on the transplant list. And so he needs a new heart. They said, hey, man, you don't get the vax. You don't get a heart. Oh, and my so, God. It, like, who's the heartless ones in that scenario? I mean, come on. For but, real. Um, so he ends up taking the first vaccine, almost dies, has to be rushed to the ICU, is wow. in like complete like anaphylactic shock. Um, and it took weeks for him to come back. And now they're saying, you got to go get the second one. What the fuck? He's not fully vaccinated. Oh, my God. Yep. So if he wants to stay on the list, he's got to go get the second one. And he's you know rolling the dice on his life. It's insane. So, and then I just wonder with those types of people, like, could you say to them, hey, here's a weird thing. We know for a fact people die when they get this. For a fact. No matter how you look at it, maybe theirs isn't always correct. Well, it is at least once. 
at least one person has died just from getting this injection. So there's a chance of death. It might actually be higher than it's ever been for any vaccine ever. Who knows? I'm not sure. But I know it exists. Then they even admit there's pericarditis, myocarditis. There's increased clotting risk even for the youngest, healthiest people amongst us. That's all shit I don't want to deal with for the rest of my life. Then there's just anaphylaxis and be allergic to it, which you can't possibly know because we've literally never had an injection like this. All those risks. And you want me to get it. And you're telling me it's because you love me. What happened to your ability to think and feel? Because it's broken. Because if you can look at all of that and still ask me to inject this thing in me. Again, I don't care if you do. But you're asking me to do that knowing all of that shit is true. That's insane. This poor fucking man. And, uh, you know, something that at risk of sounding like a broken record. But I just, I can't harp on it enough. Dude, we used to all be anti-corporation. Pfizer, Moderna, like we all hated these sons of bitches, you know, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. And, you know, now Sam Tripoli says rage on behalf of the machine because that's exactly what's going on right now. But the same culture was like, fuck the corporations. Now they're bending over and getting the jab for the corporations. And, you know, look at Pfizer, $2.3 billion fine that they had to pay, the largest in pharmaceutical history. And you just look through the list, and Whitney Webb's been great on this. She was doing this one report where, um, and and obviously this is going to be super, like, well, duh, but, you know, Pfizer had made a vaccine that even the FDA was like, bro, I mean, you got to get this shit the fuck out of here. And and so Pfizer is like, oh, okay, and this is Whitney Webb. So like, you know, I'm I'm just using my parlance, but she yeah. does it way more eloquently. Um, so you know, they tell Pfizer, you know, you gotta get this shit the fuck out of here, and they're like, oh fuck, okay. So then they ship it over to Africa. Hunt tens of thousands of kids who take this vaccine end up falling deathly ill. And like, I was listening to this podcast, like almost about to cry. I'm just like the malice, the complete lack of regard for life. And every fucking liberal would rally behind that talking point with a hundred percent certainty. Yeah, fuck Pfizer. But then in the same breath, they'd be like, but I trust the science. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. It's 1984, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength, and war is peace. We're really seriously in that time where people cannot think clearly and they don't understand even what they're doing. And it's all because of their own emotional turmoil that they cannot get over. Because if you were a strong, clear person without a bunch of guilt and fear and all of this shit, you would not be twisted up by this weird campaign. And you would be able to see clearly, oh yeah, Oh, yeah, just not that long ago, I hated this corporation for killing all of these people because they're fucking eugenicists. And I would uh, and you'd remember that and you'd be able to and you would also just remember like, oh, yeah, and I'm just a human being. And I remember that it's not okay to force medication into anyone's body. Just really simple things that are just like gone. They're just gone. And if you bring them up, they have just the most insane talking points like oh you're gonna take horse dewormer i was like someone should say back to them like what you're gonna take horse vaccines like horses get vaccines too you fucking idiot like Uh what is wrong with you that's insane rogan was like (laughs) hey man do i have to start suing cnn and shit i mean like i have mixed thoughts on joe rogan I, i i thought he was a complete shill but now i'm just like well i mean he's you know really backing up our stance on this right now it, it you know at least it's coming off that way um 
But I mean, he was like, hey, do I start suing CNN and MSNBC and all these motherfuckers? He's like, I got a hundred million dollar check sitting in my front lap, man. And he's like, I will fucking sue all of you. And they all shut Good. the fuck up real quick. So and it just it just takes one motherfucker like that. who's like, I'll shut you the fuck up. And then they all shut the fuck up. But I mean, it's it's on to the next now. Biden's mandating vaccines and, you know, I've heard you say on your podcast, you know, that this fall looks like it's going to be the doozy. And I've particularly circled November because of Gordon White from Rune Suit. And he does this astrological reading um, twice a year with his buddy who's like super deep into astrology. I don't know his name. Maybe he's more well known in the astrology community. But um, so at the beginning of the year, back in December... Um, before it even turned 2021, they were saying, you know, January looks tumultuous. You know, there's there's going to be a big event in January. Sure enough, we get the Capitol and all of those shenanigans. But then he's like, you know, it's going to ease up in May. May, we got the mass restrictions taken down. And then he's like, you know, June, July, some more turmoil. And then we had the building collapse in Florida, which now they're talking about this $3.5 trillion uh, um what's the word I'm looking for, infrastructure bill that's going to outfit the country with a bunch of smart technology, you know, surveillance state, track trace database shit. And then he said, he's like, but the real doozy, he's like, this is the month that I'm circling, you know, based on his astrological shit, November. And so when I hear you saying, like, I'm here in fall, and then I hear all these other people saying, what the fuck is going to happen in the fall? And he's saying, November, shit's going down. And I'm just like, oh, my God. But, I mean, so 2021, according to him, was supposed to be, like, the foot off the gas. You know, so 2020 was fucking pedal to the metal, you know, full bore. Like, we never seen an advancement to Agenda 21 like we did in 2020. And then 2021, you know, they take their foot off the gas, let people go maskless, you know, for a couple of weeks in some places in Texas. I mean, that shit's long gone. But, um, you know, it just makes me wonder that, you know, what's going to happen in November and is that going to be the catalyst for what we're going to see in 2022? Yeah, those are really good <laughs> points. And I know a lot of people were looking at the fall because this is about the time that uh, what we expect for the reactions to the components of this alleged vaccine uh, to kind of like come en masse and hit critical mass and, and sort of start taking people down. Um, and the only upside to that is that it's likely that there's a lot of these that have been placebo or rather saline. Um, and so those people would, of course, be unaffected. But otherwise, people who will have like hyperviolent responses to being exposed to certain things in the wild uh, might start dying pretty quickly. Um, so there's that. There's also my own tarot has also indicated that it's going to be pretty intense and horrific. And then there's a lot. I've just been hearing about these. Um, oh, what is it called? Remote viewers, groups of remote viewers, um, some of them well known and some of them not, but they all keep hitting on the same sort of imagery, which is mushroom cloudy. And that's not very hopeful either. And so what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And we've seen the lead up to this mass, potentially massive false flag, which doesn't mean that there won't be actual warfare and massive amounts of people dying. And that is this total shenanigans in Afghanistan that's so clearly 
created and constructed, there's no reason why any of that ever had to happen, period. That's just not, it's just not possible. So clearly that was what was wanted to happen. So now we have all of these like alleged terrorists who are supposedly coming out through the world. They're going to be all over Europe and all over the United States, allegedly. And so I don't believe that people from Afghanistan are automatically terrorists, even if they're in supposed Taliban, ISIS, whatever. I don't care. I just uh, think that that's the cover story for whoever they're planting to actually pull some shit off. At the same time, we're seeing them, like I said, all of this signaling that our hospitals are going to be understaffed, that our military is going to be understaffed and possibly they're like, oh, we're going to court martial all of you. I'm like, well, you're still out of active duty then. (laughs) So we still have half our military force. Um, somebody was saying that seven of our like best fighter pilots in our entire military have walked off already. Uh, so there's, and our, if we have enemies, which all of us who are up here kind of see, this is not real anyway, but that doesn't make it not happening in 3d reality. You know what I mean? Like there's still one world organization that's pulling all the strings. That doesn't mean that people from China aren't going to fight people from the U S right. So uh, on that level down where these things actually take place, whether they're orchestrated or not, you know, we could see massive casualties and massive warfare and uh, really, really horrible things because that's what they're setting the stage for. So all at the same time, and we've also been seeing them signal for a long time now through their lockstep shit and through their uh, SPARS document and these various things that at some point there's going to be a communications breakdown too. Cyber polygon, yeah. Right. So if we have uh, my feeling is that they're going to make multiple things happen at once. One be whatever trigger they have to turn all the actual vaccine recipients into uh, dying or dead people. And then to this uh, whatever warfare, false flag, terrorist, whatever might happen. And then three, the communications grid goes down. Because what better way to really usher in the new world order (laughs) than, than that? Nobody would be. You know, at this point, we're already not capable of resisting, it looks like. Uh, So how would we be under all of that stress? Um, I would be, but I mean, society wouldn't be. (laughs) And in the meantime, BlackRock owns everything. So like, there's that too. That was great. I mean, I was I was hanging on every word that you were saying. I'm just like, and, and, (laughs) and, but, uh. You know, it, we're in Austin, so, you know, we dealt with the snowpocalypse where it was 75 one day, and then the next it was 5 degrees for, like, four days straight, and then on the fifth day it was back to 75. And it was just, like, so insane. And I asked Matt Landman, I'm like, then they make the, that kind of shit happen? He's like, oh, of course they can. And so... Yeah, I mean, that was no surprise, but I mean, like, it just showed me the fragility of the grid. It could go down at any point, and I believe Texas was a deliberate attack for that because we have our own power grid. You know, there's one on the East Coast, there's one on the West Coast, and then there's one in Texas. And so it's just like, we're self-sustainable, bitch. We'll fucking, we'll uh, secede from the Union, all this stuff. But I, I didn't mean to get on a tangent in that. I wanted to know more about what did your tarot reading say about the fall? Well, I, I would have to go back and revisit it, honestly. But it was uh, starting already, and it was it was just uh, nothing about it was good. So <laughs> some months, it's like, you know, this will be kind of a challenge, but whatever. But it was like the whole reading was like, oh, fucking buckle up. Like, shit's going to get rough and, and rocky. And so I usually look at our economic situation. 
that's not great. Uh, I look at our social or rather our mental and emotional situation, our romantic overall situation, our society or our interactions amongst us, our spiritual overall message, and then a final thought to wrap things up. And it was like, all of them were like, not just, oh, it'll be kind of rocky, but like, dude, it's going to be really bad. Um, So, and it's just that combined with all of these various sources of messaging coming together that I'm like, dude, I try, I try, I shouldn't even say I try. I I always do look at the possibility that none of it happens. You know, I think we're powerful enough that if all of us agree, like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that, that it doesn't happen. You know, I even think this whole pandemic has not gone as badly as they wanted it to go. I think the January 6th thing did not go as badly as they wanted it to go. I think a lot of times we actually subvert some of their shit pretty expertly and pretty well. So it's possible uh, that we do that again. And then we're like, yeah, no, like maybe some people will die. But you know what? That human body, the human spirit has the ability to do things that people would call miraculous, whatever that actually is. It's, it's crazy, right? So we've seen people, for example, who have like stage four cancer, and they're going to die within a month. And they're just trying this radiation just in case it works, but they're going to die within a month. And then they don't die. And they're like, wow, it actually worked. And then they find out that machine was actually broken the whole time and wasn't ever doing what it was supposed to. And still that person lived. Why? Right. So like, I know that despite their best, uh, laid evil psychopathic plans, whatever they've injected into people could very well not do anything like what it's supposed to do. And they could be expecting all this death and it just doesn't happen. The person, the people who they've hired to do the false flag could, I don't know, trip on a rock and bash their head open. And now they don't have their like key shooter for a key moment or whatever. I don't know. There's so many things that could happen. And I know that those things are possible. So I don't like to get too like attached to the future because the future is super malleable. And uh, so I, I do want to say that, but yeah, with a with this many psychics, with this many um, uh, remote viewers, with this many like people like me doing tarot and other things, and with this many people who are just getting us astrology and astrologers and all getting that same sort of vibe and idea, that does worry me. Maybe it's one of those moments that we can't avoid because I think those exist too. That's what I. That's what I think is. Um... You know, I mean, I used to not believe in free will when I was an atheist, and you know, now I'm, I'm all about the Alex Sakiris near death experience research and that podcast that you did with um, uh, what what was his name? Oh, Uh, Peter Peter Panagor. Yes, and I remember because I was like, oh, Peter Pan, but um, yeah. But it was just so powerful and almost brought me to the like to tears because it's like everything that Alex cares, like all of these near death experience guys that he has on his podcast, it's like everything that they talk about. You know, life review, fucking ninety five percent of like five thousand near death experiencers say a hundred percent without a doubt that there is a God and like all of this shit. I'm just like, oh my god, like that is just so powerful and especially to hear his experience but it also makes me question because he was like you know we he just has an overarching plan that's just so far beyond uh complexity and our ability to understand and it's just like 
well, are we supposed to go through this? You know, like end times, revelations, shit like that. Like, are we just supposed to go through it? No matter how much we kick and scream, like it's just a machine that's going to roll over us anyway. Not because the elite are super powerful or whatever the fuck, but it's because, you know, we're supposed to go through it and it's going to test our metal and see who we really are. Yeah. I mean, there is something to that that is actually spiritually uh, aligned with almost every single ancient tradition, but alchemy being a really good example where you have to go through the fire to burn away everything that isn't like the most pure essence. And so, and it all gets destroyed and crumbled and turned to shit. And it feels like if you're that cell or you're that thing being destroyed, like that this is the end. But what's actually true is it's the reducing of you to only what is pure and true. Right. And that that is the essence of alchemy. And alchemy has always been something that you can practice on the soul level, the body level, the mind level. So that's that's what we see on the body level that we burn and we like reduce and we get the substance and we go through all the process, whatever. But you do that on the soul level, too. So this is like a mass alchemic reaction happening. And I'm okay with losing all that no longer serves us and losing all that isn't really true or pure or really doesn't belong. If we get to come out the other side, you know, really, really pure (laughs) and like done with all this shit and like no more pedophilia and no more psychopathic class of elite and, and none of this illusion that we're all living in for a really long time now. It's not just the modern age that we've been living under this illusion. Yeah. And I don't know. I I'm still just caught up on your on your tarot thing. Like, <laughs> all right. So, could you explain it a little more? Um, how do you you know you said you start with this and then you move on to that and then you end with a, a final thought. Like, how do you go through the steps? Well, I so I'm talking about specifically uh, my monthly tarot readings that I do when I'm talking about this, and I am talking about um, a, a layout which I created myself. So I've been doing tarot for. 25 years, I think, or 26 years or something like that. God, maybe 27. And, um, and so I created a layout specifically for these monthly readings I do. And what I do is I have the intention in these readings that I'm going to get the messages that apply to the, the largest amount of people who are actually going to listen or watch. So it's not necessarily worldwide or even, you know, nationwide. It's for this community. But a lot of times that goes beyond our community, right? So then I have a card, like I said, for our economics or our economics, our economy. Uh, and so each month for a long time now, we've been being warned in the reading to really consider what's essential, not sort of waste money on anything that's not. A lot of times it's been warning us to learn how to maybe connect with other people and like pile our economic together in ways where we can share, right? Just like you would imagine if we were in a barter system, like, well, I have a lot of this and you have a lot of that, like, let's try to work this out. Or at least um, see where we can help other people out and and support them through economic trouble. So we've been getting a lot of messages like that. And in our physical health space in the reading, when I've been reading that card, a lot of times it's been negative. It's like, yep, there's a lot of physical harm going on. Uh, Most of that has been in regards to all of this you know, covering our air holes with bacteria and whatever filth ridden cloths and whatnot uh, and whatever else is going around and maybe the 5G that is harming us or who knows what. Uh, And recently I got a really, really bad card there, which, you know, cards are all about placement, timing and impressions and and what the reader gets intuitively. Um, 
when reading it. And so the card I got Do you doesn't shuffle always... the deck. Sorry to interrupt. Yes. Yes. Okay. So is it like a um, that the right card shows up at the right time because you know just magically like that's and you know magically not um being a pejorative but like magically right. like that's the right card that you were supposed to pull and your hands unknowingly to you sh shuffled the deck in the perfect way that it was supposed to be yes am, I, am I, I on the okay yeah yeah you're right and that in fact i i ask my whatever people want to call it inner self highest self spiritual allies, whatever, to help that happen. Like when I'm shuffling, put the right cards in the right place. And I, you know, rotate the deck and put the right cards in the right upward or downward, because whether it comes out reversed or not is important, help that happen. And then while I'm actually choosing a card from anywhere in the deck, uh, then I, I have a number of ways which I receive uh, guidance on which card to pick. So, and I've developed that over my whole life. Uh, so, so yeah, so the cards that come out, for me at least, are always perfect, they're always true, and they're always exactly where they're supposed to be, and then they're always exactly the way they're supposed to be. And so the, the scariest one I got for physical health in the past, I think it was just two months ago, I can't remember, uh, was a very clear indication that the people who have received the actual substance and not the saline or placebo uh, in, these, in this trial are more akin to a machine than a human now they've been reborn as something not human dude and uh, that's like what you see i mean you talk to these people that are vaccinated some of them and it's just like you cannot get through i mean they will just tune you out no matter what you say and it's like yeah sheep are always kind of like that but now it's just like on the level where you can't even talk to these people anymore and it really worries me if, if they are going to pull some shit, like trying to drag us all off to camps or whatever, those people are just going to stand by and watch because they already are likely to because of the psychological principles we talked about earlier. And if they have any level of mind control going on, like we don't have, we can't rely on them anymore. <laughs> so like a lot of people are saying, they're like, we just cut them out of the equation in our mind. We don't expect anything from them. We don't rely on them and we don't try to um, bring them back to the light. I, I'm not quite as final about it but i don't think that's necessarily a bad way to look at it because uh the more you expect to not be able to uh, trust them the less you're going to be emotionally harmed when they possibly stab you in the back I, not it's, it wouldn't even be really them doing it it's their programming and conditioning um so that was that was disturbing uh some of the other indications were just that there was going to be massive social division and and angst and anger and conflict um you know, and a lot, a lot of cards in the romance category have been like, yeah, you gotta fucking deal with the fact that like, basically crisis brings out the truth in people and they're either like fucked up about it and they're going to start abusing you and coercing you or they're like with you and they're like, see the truth and, and now you're closer than you've ever been. So you're either going to like separate from the person you've been with all along or like come even closer with them. And lots of people have been getting divorces and splitting up and realizing that they hate each other. Wow. <laughs> Um, over all this. And uh, the more disturbing thing too, so the physical health one was really disturbing that seemed to indicate that people are not human anymore. And the um, and there was a spiritual placement card which also seemed to indicate that there was a great like, how do you want to say, like enemy? Whether you want to think of that as like demonic or like the psychopath class is like getting into the spiritual realm more easily or whatever. Uh, there's a, a big 
dark, uh, dangerous energy in a spiritual arena of most people uh, right now. (laughs) That makes me think about Gary Wayne, dude. It's like, oh my God. You know, I mean, I I go back and forth all the time and I was arguing with, uh, or more just like a a friendly debate uh, with one of my coworkers. um, And... You know, he was saying like, nah, he's like, ah, you know, I think you're taking it too far. I think, you know, n- none of that's actually going to happen. I'm like, but wait, dude, like you're Christian, right? He's like, yeah. I'm just like, you believe in the book of Revelation? He's like, of course. I was like, so you believe that demons are literally going to inhabit the earth and skull fuck us? And he's like, yeah. yeah. I was like, how is that? <laughs> like that? That's like just as crazy or like, you know, even crazier than what the fuck I'm saying. Dude, He's yeah. like, no, it's just not coordinated <laughs> on that level. I'm just like, how could you say that? But how would how would Satan not be this coordinated? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I and I think all of these are just lenses at which to look at what's actually happening. And there's people who are like, oh, it's all us, and that's just the part of us we've rejected coming back, and we have to unify with it. And there's people who are like, oh, that's Satan, and and he's coming to attack us because he hates us because we're part of God, and he's not. It's the same story. It doesn't matter how you look at it. It's the exact same thing going on. You use whatever words you want. You can use whatever veils you want to look through at it. Doesn't matter. But the truth is that it is um, it is very orchestrated. It's very intentional. It's very intelligent. It's been going on for thousands of years. And the culmination has got to come soon. If it's not right now, I'd be surprised. Because they're the ones who said that they want it to be right now with their agenda 21, 2030, and, and whatnot. That doesn't mean that we are going to be instantly thrown into camps or that we are going to have chips put into us right away. Although that is definitely what they want to do, right? We know that. They've signaled it. We saw Bill Gates' 666 patent, like all that shit. That's real. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen that quickly. But I'll tell you one more thing that makes me nervous about the upcoming season. And that is um, I was at a spiritual conference once, which if you know me, you know that I'm like, I'm like kind of anti-New Age and I... I fucking hate things like that. And I would never go to one, but I was kind of like ditched and put in a weird position by this person. And I had to be in this location. And I had like four hours with which to like be in this location and do nothing. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to see what might be going on in the area. Never before had I used Facebook events, went into Facebook events and it was like near my location. And it was like, Oh, there's a spiritual expo. It's a mile away. I'm like, fuck it. Okay. I'll go to this fucking thing. It'll definitely help me waste four hours. So I went to this thing. It was like 20 bucks or something. I don't know. And I went in and immediately crazy ass synchronistic things started happening to me. The entire day was full of just the craziest fucking shit like that. I could never have expected or explained to anybody. Um, One of which was me finding this guy. uh, He sells orgone pendants. And I was like, oh, I've kind of always wanted an orgone pendant. That's weird. I didn't know people made them. I was looking at his pendants and I looked up and saw a book behind him on like a shelf And I was like, holy shit. And he was like, what? And I was like, I dreamed of that book last night. And he's like, oh, you're who I brought it for and handed it to me. And I was like, oh, I mean, what? Like, how much? Yeah, I was like, how much do I owe you? He's like, no, I brought it for you. I was told to bring it for someone and that I would know who it was. And here you are. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? So this has happened to me before. It's not like that mind blowing for me, but it's still mind blowing for anyone. So I was like, this is crazy. This guy was told to bring it. I had a dream of it. Like, clearly I'm supposed to be here. All these other things happen. Eventually, I go to that same guy's, like, talk. You know, everybody at these things, some of them have, like, a talk they give, and you go, and everybody sits and listens to them talk or whatever. So I was like, sure, I'll go to his talk. He invited me to it. So I'm sitting in there with, I don't know, 
maybe 30 other people. And he's talking and all this stuff. He talks about reflexology. He talks about these things. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. Like, and he's just a cool guy. Like he's my style of like, I'm spiritual, but I'm not like going to pretend to fit in a weird spiritual box. Like I'm still just going to be me and do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like him, like I'm vibing with him. And then all of a sudden I notice this light come through the wall and like hover around. And I have been seeing what people call orbs. Some people call them UFOs, whatever, most of my life. So I'm not that phased by it, but I'm kind of surprised that it's indoors during the daytime floating around in front of everyone because that's not normal (laughs) like so I'm like well that's kind of weird like what and I kind of am looking around like does anyone else see it because sometimes I don't think everyone can and no one necessarily seems to see it but it just drops into his head and his whole affect changes in mid-sentence he stops and he seems like a different energy in person and he starts talking about a completely different subject and he's talking about the end of the world and he's saying, in 2022, things will become worse than they've ever been. And that will be the beginning of the tribulations. And it will be worse than you probably imagine. But it will also be better and easier than you imagine. And you will get through it. And I will be with you the whole time. Because the Christ consciousness is reemerging. And the death throws against that are going to be powerful. But nothing can stop it returning. And by 2033, I will have returned. And then the light left his head and he shook off and he said, that wasn't me. That was Sai Baba. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, (laughs) yeah, I was like, who the fuck is Sai Baba? And what the fuck just happened? So he went about then talking about Sai Baba. But I was like, does anyone else get that he wasn't saying that wasn't me as in I just quoted Sai Baba, but it literally that wasn't him talking like Sai Baba came in and sat in him and took over to tell us all this. And then left. And I don't know if anyone else (laughs) understood that because I don't know if they saw it like I saw it. But those dates have now been in my head since then. I think that was 2018. So I've been waiting for 2022. And given everything that's happening, we're pretty well right on time, that timeline for that to be true. But I'll always remember that bit he said, it's going to be worse than you thought, but it's also going to be easier and better than you thought. So like there we can't let our fear about it get in the way of the fact that we're going to continue to live minute to minute, second to second, and we still are going to be us. And if we're living moment to moment, second to second, that means that we have technically what we need. Uh, and that's all there really is to it. And and honestly, like we were saying, if this is like the death throes of shit crumbling and really trying to hold on and all of that gets to fucking fall away and we get to come out the other side and like pure Christ consciousness, the return of pure Christ consciousness to this realm cool whatever (laughs) let it go right and so my conspiracy mind just starts churning and (laughs) it's like well what if you know everyone's zombified graphene oxide you know out of their fucking skull and you know they're launched into this vr kind of world where you know demons can more easily appear in that realm and they'll be the ones you know seeing the fucking you know demons manifest on earth and all of this shit and then they're going through all the psychological torment while we're just kind of like out in the sticks like yeah this sucks but it's not so bad (laughs) i mean like i was just kind of like following the logic of what you were saying there and then adding like a crazy twist to it but 
I mean, like, well, what if that's the scenario? And then, you know, 2033, we're just like, see ya, we're fucking, we're going back home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, there has to be something to it that they haven't just come out and killed us all. Right? If they just want control, why don't they just come out and just, like, start going house to house and just shooting everybody? And why not, right? Clearly, there's something in this of free will and consent or karma or whatever people want to call it. And so clearly there has to be ways for people to continue to exist during this time. But like you said, I think it's going to be really uncomfortable. I think we're going to watch people be perfectly zombified and totally going along with it, not understanding anything we're saying. Maybe even like, maybe it wouldn't be this extreme, but did you see that uh, black mirror where they like were modified to see the enemy as literal, like aliens or bugs or something? Yeah. Like maybe it's going to be like that. I don't know. On a metaphorical level, at least, but, you know, augmented reality and all this shit could do who knows what. So, but yeah, I mean, I think we get to, get to, we get to survive through that. Well, <laughs> that's I mean, it, I, that's like what we came here for, though, right? It's I think just, so. Yeah. It's like, I mean, we, from what I can tell, like, all of the researchers that Alex has on, um, on Skeptico, it's just like, well, you know, we have a ton of evidence for reincarnation and uh, Peter Pangalore, if that's how you say his name. Um, I think it's Panagore, but yes. Panagore. Um, you know, he was saying, he's like, I remembered as soon as like, as soon as I crossed over, he's like, I remembered who I was and like that I've been here before and then like who I always was and like all that. So it seems to me like, all right, we go to, you know, be with God in heaven or whatever that is. And then at some point we make a decision. It's like, all right, you know what? I think I want to try that again, you know, for, for one reason or another, or if it's just God's divine will that he sends us back and, you know, it's a, just a constant perpetual test. I, I, I don't know, but I mean, it's some weird mix between God and uh, just all of this crazy shit that's going on. And I always think about like your shows with Gary Wayne because they were so good. And, you know, I, I tried bringing it up to Alex Akaris, but we didn't really go into it. Like I wanted to, I was like, yeah, Alex, you know, you say like all these things about how the Bible is pro Roman and all this stuff and yada, yada. I'm like, but the book of revelation is straight up like real. Like it's like a playbook and they're following it. And how do we explain that? Yeah, there's there's every single religious text, as far as I can tell, every single ancient text and every single tradition encodes the exact same things, but there's slightly different takes on it. And the Bible is very manipulated. And so it's possible that there's a lot going on there that's also some intentional misleading and bullshit. But when you look at what's common through all of them, they all have the same themes. And the same themes include that this right here, right now, if not like the end time is like the birthing pangs to the end time at the very least, or it's the actual end times. Um, You can see it described in the Bhagavad Gita. They're like, yep. And in the end times when shit is real bad at the like height of the dark age, you're going to be able to buy food in packages in places with money. (laughs) How would they know that multi thousands of years ago? Right. That was definitely not happening then. So, and all kinds of things, I can't even remember all of them. So like from multiple angles, we're at this time. Um, And whether you think that there's, 
again, like an evil cadre of, of horror-fying demons that have, you know, manipulated mankind into this position, or you think that this is all our own making and that this is humanity's rejection of itself, and this is what happens when it gets this divided and we're fighting amongst ourselves, again, it's the exact same thing. It doesn't really matter how you describe it, and it's definitely, definitely going to come to a head but again, like Alchemy says, that's actually what you want. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's kind of hard, uh, but that is what you want because that's how you purify. And I think that's part of it, right? I think that's part of why our souls were excited to come to this time because we're like, oh my God, like we get the best purification right now. And like, this yeah. is the you know, there's this idea too, going back to the Bhagavad Gita with the yugas and the time cycles that go all throughout history in these 26,000 year cycles or however long um, that in the dark age, which we're definitely in. I know there's people who say we're coming out of it. And I'm like, I guess if you think of coming out of it as in we're going to eventually, <laughs> like we're still in it. Yeah. And when you're in the dark age, they say one single tiny enlightened thought has the force of like 10 million enlightened thoughts in the golden age. So we're like, we actually have this like huge opportunity and this beautiful moment with which to like squeeze out so much spiritual development if that's how you want to look at it. Um, at the very least, we can say in a very, very dark room, if you just light one match, all of the darkness is dispelled. It can't stand against even that one match. And that's the same sort of idea, right? We, are, mm. we came to be in this nasty, horrible darkness for a reason. And I think we literally get something out of it. Um, but I also always think of like, dude, if you know you're a spiritual being, you know you came from somewhere and you're going back to there, and that this is just a moment in between that you're experiencing something pretty illusory, then it, then you can like detach from a lot of it and be like, yeah, I mean, it sucks. I wish it was otherwise. And it'd be more fun if it was otherwise. And at the same time, it doesn't actually really matter. It matters in that my soul and my experience and my consciousness might change and grow throughout this time. And so it matters what I do for myself and, and for others. Um, but it doesn't matter what's going on in the world at large, because in the end, it's all spirit. And it all goes back to that. I've made this point several times. I like being me and just being like, no, nah, I'm not going to do what you fucking tell me. Like my manager at work, it's like, hey, you got to put on a mask. No, nah, I ain't wearing a fucking mask. Oh, then you're not allowed in the building. I'm like, all right, well then fucking watch me. I'm going to parade right through the fucking building. And then who ends up getting fired because he fucking had a dereliction of duty? That motherfucker, and I'm still around. So I'm just <laughs> like, awesome. I'm just like a pithy fucking, like, no, don't tell me what the fuck to do. So, uh, you know, I, I can't think of a better time that I would have ever wanted to come back to. And James True wrote this book called The Best Apocalypse Ever. And I listened to uh, the interview that he did with, um, Aeon Bite, Miguel Connor. And, you know, he was just saying, like, dude, this is the best apocalypse ever. Like, we get to, you know, live out our fantasies. Like, you always wonder, like, how would I be in this scenario? How would I be in Nazi Germany? I'll, we know the answer to the... <laughs> a lot of people know the answer to that question. Although, you know, the graphene oxide brain-dead morons would think, like, oh, yeah, I'd still oppose to Nazi Germany. That was terrible. It's like, dude, you're perpetuating it right now. And so uh, I, I can't imagine a better time that I would ever want to come back. But what, what I was thinking about when you were talking about Tarot, um, I know that you're friends with Phoenix Aurelius, and he's got like that magical little machine or whatever the fuck yeah. you asked the question. So, I mean, what it what's going on with the machine? Has he been asking it about what's going on? or? 
I don't know, actually, if he's been asking at those things. He really likes to ask questions that are incredibly well-researched, and we have all of this evidence, but there's some aspects that we still can't answer. That's what he wants to ask. So he probably has asked that question before, like whether or not we're in the end times or whatnot. Um, but I don't know if I've, I've ever caught that specific question and that specific answer. Uh, and I feel like if we asked him again, he'd be like, I already answered that and I'm doing really important research. <laughs> so yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know if we will get to ask again, um, but we could ask him if he's ever asked and if he got an answer or not. But it's hard to uh, determine, too, because language is really important in these questions. And I do this with my own sort of inner oracle that I can ask questions to and get answers to. I have learned over the years that it's very important. And his machine is the same. It's very important what words you use. It's very important what order you use them in. And it's very important that you're as specific as possible. So if you say, is this the end of the world? You're most likely going to get the answer no. Because even in a complete revolution of human spiritual understanding and experience and like the dissolution of our current society in the modern world, the world's not going to end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So then, so then what would you ask? Like, is society going to end? Well, society never ends. We're always here together being social. That's society. Okay, so, um, you know, is the United States going to fall? Maybe it already did. So maybe that question doesn't even make sense. So then you might have to go back. and. (laughs) So you have to get, like, really, really specific and really nuanced to get answers from it at all that make any kind of sense. So that's that's my interpretation of what that machine might say if we asked it these types of questions. That's what I was trying to think. I'm like, what kind of question would I even ask? Because it's like, oh, well, is there the cessation of conf- of consciousness in 2033? And it's like, well, there's never a cessation of consciousness. So right. it's just like it'd be like <laughs> it'd be like, nope. And it's like, fuck. Well, I guess we're going past 2033, even though like your point remains. I, I don't even know how you would word that. Yeah. And you could be like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's so many things you could ask. And here's an example. Like I've asked my own spiritual understanding, I guess, you know, like, should I, should I eat this type of a diet? And it's always like, I don't fucking know. Do like, should you? And I'm like, God damn it. Okay. If I eat this specific kind of diet, will it serve my heart function improving in general? And then it'll be like, okay, yeah. Like, oh, well, fuck. Like, you have to get, like... But your going to fail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing, is it's like, yeah, but you're not asking the whole question. So it's uh-huh. really like, it's like that with that machine, and it's like that, honestly, with anybody, I think, who does any kind of, like, psychic or intuitive knowing. You're like, well... <laughs> and this is why I always warn people. They're like, oh, we, you can summon demons, and you can control them, and, and spirits, and whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but, like, you probably think you're a lot smarter than you actually are. And they actually are. So, like, I don't want to ever fuck with that. I'm good. Mm. And it's the same uh, principle. That's how, right? I, that's how I got out of being an atheist was, um, and I wanted to talk to you about this, was, you know, realizing all of the heinous shit and 9-11 and, like, Operation Northwoods and, wait, the government is actually, like, willingly killing its own civilians and, like, Pfizer sending vaccines to Africa and then, you know, you start getting into, like, the blood sacrifice and the the human sacrifice rituals that are still carrying on today and, like, who's that billionaire banker that was, like, totally castigated and he's like, yeah, you know, they put me in a room with, like, a 12-year-old and I said, oh, like, yeah. no, I, I ain't doing that shit and... So, I mean, 
it was the realization of all of that shit where it's like, all right, there ain't nothing. I mean, something's going on here. So it was the evil shit that woke me up to all of that. But you had your own demonic attack, did you not? I've had very, very many, but I've had one that I often talk about on shows that most people have heard about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So could you go into that a little bit? Yeah. Um... Basically, what I did was I invited a spirit to help me with a tarot reading. What actually happened was someone else was giving me a tarot reading, and her method of giving tarot readings was to invite a spirit to do the reading, to guide the reading. Uh, It's not that abnormal for people to use, I don't know, some people might even call it like familiars or, you know, like demons or spirits they've trapped or attracted or whatever. But she just left it open-ended, like, will any spirit come and do this? And by me joining in with this tarot reading, as I understand it, now looking back, I invited that spirit to connect with me. Everyone else did that night, too, and no one else had any of the experiences I have. So I'll add that. So there's two things that happened. One is I invited a spirit in to connect with me. And the other thing is that I'm a spiritually powerful light if you want to call it that, right? And I was then, and I didn't necessarily know it or understand it then, uh, but this spirit definitely did, and probably all spiritual beings did. Probably all spiritual beings could look at me and be like, that's a bright light over there, like moss to a flame. So when I invited one in, I think it was a pretty big one, Um, because over the next year or so or however long, I started having all kinds of experiences that were very dark and disruptive in my life, um, and also experiences that were really paranormally intriguing for me and and uh that kind of played to my ego and my um i guess hubris and that i was doing tarot readings myself after this so the reading i got from her was so unlikely and so effective like the people around me and her were just like freaking out and losing it and i had no idea why um and so that made me want to do tarot readings so i was like this was weird and kind of cool and it's kind of a fun weird party trick and like what is this all about and so i started doing readings too the reading i got from her for anyone who knows tarot will understand how strange it was that all 10 cards in the reading were reversed and all 10 cards in the reading were major arcana there's only 22 major arcana cards out of a 76 card deck and that's not likely that you would get only major it's very very unlikely I think the most I've ever gotten any reading out of 20 some years of doing readings, the most I've ever had anyone else get, I think was seven out of 20 some years. So for me to get 100% Major Arcana was wild. It was wild. And to get 100% reversed, I've never had that in my entire career of tarot reading. So I didn't know that at the time, but every card she was flipping over, she was like losing her mind more and more. And I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? And we could talk, we could have a whole show just on what that might mean or why those... (laughs) why that happened but it scared the shit out of me but it also intrigued me so i went off and went about finding that deck uh and and i got the exact same deck and i started doing tarot readings in the exact same way that she did them and so i was also inviting a spirit to continue so even if it was possible that that spirit couldn't have stayed attached to me from that moment on i then went about spending the next year inviting it over and over and over again and deepening that connection um in the meantime, every reading I gave was insanely accurate. People would like lose their minds. I would basically just like understand instantly, no matter what card I was flipping over, what it meant for that person. And I'd be able to tell them very specifically like, oh, your boyfriend is cheating on you with so-and-so. And like, then they would just like, <laughs> and like, everyone was like, how are you doing that? And I'm like, I don't know. In the same period of time, if anyone asked me what their sign was, I could guess their sign and know it. 
I would know things ahead of time. I would have prophetic dreams and I had all this sort of stuff start happening to me. I also started having sleep paralysis frequently. It scared the shit out of me. If anyone's ever had it, they know it's terrifying to wake up, be fully conscious in your physical body, in physical reality and not be able to move, Did you be able see to hear anything? things. I didn't for a long time. Um, but in the same period of time, objects started moving around me in a what I now understand as a poltergeist like sort of pattern. Things would turn on and off around me and all kinds of stuff would happen. And I eventually had this encounter where I had a very dark presence behind me in my house while I was on the computer playing Minecraft or something geeky. And uh, I felt something really, I just felt someone staring at me basically. And it felt malicious, but I didn't really know how to feel. So I don't know. <laughs> that part didn't bother me as much as that someone seemed to be staring at me and no one was in the house. And I kept turning around to look and no one was there. And I was like, why would someone be there? I'm alone. And I always explain that my dog at the time, very, very good dog, loved everyone and had ne literally never in my life ever even barked, let alone uh, growled. He would, ow, he would talk, but he never would bark and he never would growl. Like he's not that dog and nothing ever, ever had ev uh, evinced that from him. So this night though, when I kept feeling this behind me, he woke up from, he was also under the desk I was sitting at and he came out from it and he looked right at the spot where I was feeling this from and he started growling and the hackles on his neck stood up. So I was like, holy shit. Like, and I like ran to my room and hid because I was like, there is no way he would have done that unless something was there and what could be there and why does it feel so bad? So I finally started at that time, I think putting it all together. I was like, okay, wait. Like I've had these like sleep paralysis things and now I have, and all this shit's been like moving or in front of me and I've been trying to explain it all away and probably it's not explainable and probably something that is incorporeal has been moving these things. And like, I don't know, starting to sort of connect it all. And that's when I finally saw something in my sleep paralysis um, experience. So it was pretty late. It was after I'd been, been experiencing sleep paralysis for a while. Uh, and it was right after that event that I just described had happened. And I woke up again, as usual, in sleep paralysis, and I had uh, full visuals around me, which I had never had before. It was just like what I now know is an out-of-body experience, where you can see everything perfectly, even though there's no light. Um, and it was my actual room in real life, and so I knew that I was still in my room, and it was still real life, but that I wasn't in my body. Or I kind of knew. I didn't really have the concepts or the words for that, but I just kind of understood. And then I saw this black cloud come through my door and uh, hover in my room, just like right to the side of me, sort of across the room. Um, and at the same time I heard in real life, my dog come up to the door and start whining and scratching. Cause he again knew this thing was there and was trying to, I think, get in to help me or protect me or alert me. And of course I couldn't move. So I couldn't let him in and I couldn't do anything. And I was kind of freaking out. I was like, is this real or is this not real? Like, <laughs> you know, you start to go insane. Um, or question your sanity at least. Uh, and I was very scared. And then, and this is how sneaky and fucked up these things can be. It um, played to my compassion and my ego at the same time by becoming the shape of a small girl child. Uh, and she was yellow and glowing. Yeah. And so she was yellow and glowing. And so in my mind, I was like, well, a small glowing yellow girl is probably a ghost right like if if there were such thing as demons it would have like horns and fire and like you know like whatever so it's probably just like a ghost 
I look back now in my mind's eye and I can see that it had a black aura still. It came in as a black cloud and it had a black aura still. So those were the giveaways if anyone out there is wondering. But at the time I didn't have those skills. So I just saw, oh, little girl, maybe it's a girl ghost. And the ego part of me was like, oh, I'm special and I'm supposed to help her get to heaven, right? So it was double. It was like, oh, have compassion for the small little girl ghost. And also you're special. These are two traps um, that it set for me. But luckily, whatever it is, guardian angels, spiritual allies, our highest self, God, uh, something very clearly spoke straight into my mind. That's just what it wants you to think. And those words had never and could never be as chilling as they were in that moment. Because I was Damn. like, oh, shit. And I like instantly understood. And it, they're psychic. They know everything about you. They know it all your memories. That you know everything. It knew that I knew. And so I like... All I could think of was to ask God for help. I wasn't, a very, I wasn't a religious person. I had been at one point, but I wasn't then. And even when I was religious, I wasn't really religious. I was just really Isn't excited that so about it. so funny? Even when but you're yeah. not religious, you still fucking beckon out to God. Yeah. Because I was like, well, what else do you do? Right? Like, I mm -hmm. don't know what this thing is. So I begged God for help. And as soon as I said, God, help me, this literal, like, shield appeared around me, which if you've ever been out of body or whatever you don't necessarily have that unless you create it for yourself and and know how to and that you can create it for yourself so i didn't have any of that i just said god help me and the shield appeared and that all the way around me and that entity had already been coming towards me as soon as it heard the voice in my head it started leaping this is all like a microsecond you know if time even exists in that space but as it's leaping towards me the shield comes up and it hits the shield it was like <laughs> insane timing uh, and the sound that emerged in psychic space is impossible to experience in 3D reality. But I always try and I always say it sounds something like if you had like trains colliding and bombs exploding and a thousand children screaming in tortured agony and like every animal on the planet like dying at once. Like that's what it sounded like. Uh, it was just everything bad that you could hate to hear all combined into one thing. And I call it screaming because it was clearly happening out of rage. Like it had planned this and like wooed me and like gotten in deep with me for a year or more. And it was trying to make its move. I think it was trying to approach me that night as like awake person to entity, like, Hey, <laughs> let's work together more or something. And when that didn't work, it tried to approach me and, sleep paralysis psychic space and when that didn't work it was pissed because it had put all this time and effort into me and i got away barely um so after that i did finally move a finger and then i was able to wake up and then i was like fucking losing my mind because this evil Ugh. fucking thing just attacked me and i have no idea what's going on so i ran into my mom's bedroom I'm like a child, right? Like, I, where do you go? You run to your mom. So I ran to my mom's bed and, like, jumped under her covers with her and was, like, shaking. And she's just, like, oh, rah, rah, and, like <laughs> kept sleeping. But I was, like, <gasps> and I didn't sleep all night. And I knew that I wasn't safe yet, really, or that I was completely insane. Because I kept seeing in my mind, especially when I closed my eyes, really hellish scenes of torture and degradation that I would never have seen anywhere in real life, in my actual lived reality, and that I never would imagine because I don't have that type of imagination. And so that was clearly being like projected at me or into me by this thing. And so uh, when I got to school the next day, I 
was uh, instantly seen by anyone I encountered. And the way they reacted to me was also crazy. Um, Cause I was trying to be like, okay, whatever. That was crazy. I'm just going to go to school. Like, you know, I don't know what's happening. I'm just going to go to school. And every person I saw when I, as soon as I got out of my car till, you know, till the very few minutes later when I decided to leave school, cause it was too much. Uh, they were like, Oh my God, what happened to you? Is someone dead? Did your dog die? Like, and I was like, why the Jesus. fuck are you asking me this? Like, what is this? Like, how can they see whatever this thing is? So I was like, I'm not crazy, I guess. In a way, they did me a favor by seeing whatever that was and reacting in that way. Because then I at least was like, okay, it's not just me. Like, something is actually happening and other people can sense it too. Uh, and so I called the only people I knew who believed in weird things. And that was these Christians who were really devout Christians who had constantly been trying to save my soul my whole life. So they were super stoked about this. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so I called them and I was like, can I come over? Like, I don't know what's going on. And they were like, yeah, come over. And I always look back at this and laugh. I'm like, I called them from school on a school day and asked them if I could skip school and come to their house. And they were like, yeah, of course, <laughs> anything for Jesus. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, I, I went over and I was like, I don't know what's happening to me here's what happened. And I told them that story that I just told everybody. And they're like, Oh yeah, you got attacked by a demon. Like, just like nothing, like matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> and every, and anybody who's had this type of experience or anything like it and has gone to a religious person to try and get any kind of consolation knows that doesn't happen. They're like, you're insane. You need help. Like here's some medication. And there's a psychiatrist. Nobody believes in demons actually. Nobody believes in the paranormal, actually. Like, some people really want to believe, and they don't even really fully believe. And so it's actually very hard to find help. And I'm just lucky that I knew these people and that they were willing to let me come over and that they knew that it was a demonic attack because they just had no, like, <laughs> there was no part of them that was in any way surprised or scared or anything. They were just like, yep, got attacked by a demon. I was like, okay, well then what do we do now? Like what happens now? And they're like, oh, it's really easy. You just ask Jesus into your heart. And I'm like, yeah, fucking right. Like that's going to stop Ten Hail Marys and two Our Fathers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's not going to stop this thing from like, like now, because now I've put it all together. I'm like for like a year, it's been like throwing objects around me and it's been like all this shit. Like this is gonna, I'm going to ask Jesus into my heart and that's going to stop this shit. Like, yeah, right. But I was like, okay, tell me how. And so they're like, just repeat after me. And they said this little prayer, something like, Jesus, come into my heart. <laughs> and when I said those words, I literally from head to toe filled with the most peaceful, loving, just bliss that I was like, holy shit, that was real. <laughs> like that actually just happened. I didn't realize how dark I had been until I had that light come into me. <laughs> And then whew, it was like night and day. Uh, and that that convinced me. I was like, oh, that was a demon. And Jesus does work like Jesus. Uh, so for a while, I was pretty fundamentalist Christian. I don't know how you could not be after that experience. After but that, I mean, come on. I've moved, I've moved to, I shouldn't say past that, because I still think Jesus is a super potent, powerful energy or being or whatever you want to call it. Uh, that anybody can use at any time and is 100% effective. There's some people who don't agree, and I don't know why, because the, you could talk to alien abductees, and they'll use the name of Jesus, and the alien abduction will stop. Like, there's all kinds of situations in which people have used that, and it's worked. Um, I That's think what Cheney says. 
Uh, I just had yeah. Janie on, and she was talking about, like, you know, Christ consciousness or Jesus, like, you know, whatever you want to call him or it or whatever. Uh, it's like the only entity that will give and give and give and never ask anything from you. Seriously, like, that's what people are like, yeah, but I don't believe in Jesus. I'm like, neither did I when I used that, like, and it worked. I don't think Jesus cares if you believe in him or not. I think this is the most like powerful magic spell that humans have ever been given, (laughs) you know? And I think if you believe and you love and whatever, that's maybe even more powerful. I don't know, but I don't think it matters. And I just think it's a nice like card to have in your back pocket in case anything does ever happen to you. You can be like Jesus in Jesus's name or whatever you want to do. Like, I, I don't know why you wouldn't use it and you don't have to become a Christian or like, become fundamentalist or like read the Bible or whatever. You can do those things if you that's want. That's all Jesuit bullshit anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jesus wasn't a Christian and he didn't have a church. So if he existed, right? Uh, so yeah, so I was really lucky and um, I had to still go on and, and cast this thing out of my house and invite Jesus into my house. And that's its own crazy shit that trees were shaking and I had to burn my tarot decks and I was having like sticks thrown at me from the trees and, it was like really intense actually and pretty scary still. But uh, the more time went on, the more I started to learn that really it's, it's mostly about our understanding that we are a spiritual being having a physical experience, not the other way around. We're primarily spirit and therefore spiritual entities that are not embodied are really, really attracted to us and really want to use our energy for their own often. But there's also really good ones like Jesus and others Uh, that don't want to use you or eat you or control you or destroy you. And they're actually just as or more plentiful. So if that story scared anyone, don't be scared. Because you've got nothing but allies on your side, and all you have to do is ask for help. Badass. Well, Lindsay, do you want to tell everybody where they can find your stuff and your services and everything like that? Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. I have... Books that I write and sell, those are all available on my site as a signed copy from me. You can also find them on Amazon if you'd like to. Um, you can go to my site, rogueways.org, and also find blessed jewelry and orgone that I make for people. You can also find tarot readings if you'd like. Yes, I did go back to tarot, but now I do it with the light and goodness and no dark entities can even come close. I'm really good now at protecting. And in fact, that's one of the things I also do is help people get rid of dark attachments or entities that may be attached to them. So if you are experiencing anything like what I described, or even things that are nothing like what I described, but you're just wondering why these types of things are happening to you or what's going on with you, then I might be able to help you. And I do blessings and various spiritual ceremonies with people um, to help them deal with that kind of stuff. So I just want everyone out there who might think they need that to go check the site out and look into it. And if it feels right to them, reach out and the site is rogueways.org rogueways not not waves like the ocean waves but ways like the pathways so rogueways.org is the place to go and there's a bunch of other stuff there too if anybody wants to check it out and do you have a final thought for us on just you know where we're heading or you know how we should carry ourselves or anything i think it's really important for people to remember that 
even if you look at Jesus or Buddha or any of these stories, none of those motherfuckers was a pacifist. And none of those motherfuckers said you should roll over and take it. In fact, Jesus went whipping bankers and flipping their tables over. When he said, turn the other cheek, it was to get Roman soldiers in trouble so that they would either get kicked out of the military or killed because it was a very strict order and they weren't supposed to slap you twice. There's all kinds of uh, indications that Buddha and all of these other Spiritual leaders were also very much pro-defending yourself and others, even if that means physical force. And so to misinterpret spirituality to mean that you should be meek and you should roll over and let yourself get raped or killed or your children get harmed is a complete misunderstanding. And I think that's one of the inversions that we've been handed down by Jesuits, Rockefellers, whoever, uh, in order to keep us placid and easily controlled. So by all means, protect yourself. Don't aggress upon others in this time. Whatever people are going to try to do to you, though, you're allowed to protect yourself in whatever ways feel comfortable for you. And if that's not violence, then it's not violence. But if it is violence, then it is violence. And both are okay. And don't listen to motherfuckers who try to lie to you and tell you that you have, like, bad karma or you're going to have, like, blah, blah, blah. No, you're not. They brought the fight to you and all you did was stop them. And, like, the best boundaries you can have is a form of compassion too, because you're stopping that person from incurring their own bad karma. So have boundaries of steel and protect yourself in whatever way feels good. And know that that too is a spiritual virtue. Badass. Well, Lindsay, (laughs) I'm very thankful that you were able to come on and we should definitely do this again sometime soon. Uh, But until then, thank you very much. Thank you so much.